What up, everybody? It's the epitome of style with the smile, the human hype machine and co-host of Oh You Didn't Know, Ryan Katz. And I'm here with Big Mo, drinking at Mo's, and we're having a good time. Tune in, listen, and let's have some fun. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Mo's. Your host, Big Mo here super freaking excited got with me former talent over there at well i guess the now well original xpw (laughs) he also got a guy that was behind the scenes there at wwe ryan katz how the hell you doing i'm doing great man how about yourself mo oh i can't complain things picking up for the show i i mean i'm not nowhere near i mean you and road dog or denise salcedo level but you know i'm picking up subscribers every week so oh you didn't know you gotta start somewhere and as long as you're doing what you love and pursuing what you want and putting in the work to make it happen then you can't ask for much more than that oh yep nope i definitely i'm i'm having fun i gotta be i got invited to warrior wrestling down in st louis yeah warriors got some got some good stuff going on and also on the uh pro wrestling tv platform a new platform that's picking up steam for wrestling fans yes they're gonna have their uh back catalog of shows going up there i just heard about that when i was watching their their last show i I've interviewed uh, Steve, the promoter, there twice now. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely excited. And former I mean, NXT commentator Rich Bocini over there on the play-by-play for Warrior, I believe. Uh, you know what? I believe so. I actually remember talking to him when I was down there, uh, part of their fan fest, and got a bunch of content down there. So it was a fun time. Yeah, but. Uh, one thing I like to start off with everybody is what got you started as a fan and then what made you, you know, make the jump into the business. So as, as a fan, I mean, it really goes back as long as I could remember. And my mom was the wrestling fan in my family. And in fact, my dad disliked it very much, but my mom liked it. So it was always just on weekends. So I wouldn't say she was a diehard fan, but like it was something she would put on TV. I think something she watched with her father. And so it was always on on the weekends. And I just remember waking up on weekend mornings, jumping into my parents' bed and, and watching wrestling, watching the road warriors. It was all about oh. hearing that that iron man and you're just like oh there they are and as a kid you just start going nuts and then the pads and the spikes and the makeup and all of it and for me precious paul ellering was awesome Mm. because i always liked mouthpieces and i always thought he was kind of cool uh in the wall street journal so as as a Mm. kid i would say i was kind of a preppy uh <laughs> michael uh, michael p keaton uh, you know family ties mm. uh like influenced yeah. into the, like i want to be into the stock market and all these things and money money <laughs> so like you know paul ellering with his wall street journal and just the fact that he had these big beasts of monsters with yeah. him and they were from chicago i came from the suburbs mm. of chicago so at that point as a kid i was like i came from mm. chicago too and, <laughs> yeah. and, and it was just i i mean that's what got me hooked and then just the overall aspect 
from as long as I can remember the spectacle. I mean, the yeah. costumes, the looks, the larger than life personalities, mm-hmm. the music, obviously uh, yeah. me coming into it at the, what I would call the early eighties you know, late seventies, yeah. early eighties, uh, the rock and roll wrestling coming into it. So mm. the music on the entrances, just yeah. the, the, the aspect of larger than life spectacle. I, I liked that. And there were two sides yeah. of it. Cause obviously I watched everything I was able to. So on the WWF side, mm. it was a, little bit more playful cartoony uh larger than life in a a more entertaining way but then there was the nwa and that was what was really cool and gritty and down Mm. to just just dirty and raw and real and then there was Mm -hmm. awa which i was like i was a fan but it didn't it it didn't have the excitement it was a little bit (laughs) lower level than nwa but it was there and then on espn you'd come home from school so as i'm getting older and like into whether it's junior high or high, I think probably junior high at this point, world-class championship wrestling mm. at the strip show every day on, on ESPN at that point. So exposed to that and that had excitement. So it was that, mm. that was like AWA on steroids yeah. at that point. Cause that was mm. the AWA guys pretty much, but souped up with a lot more excitement in, in the arenas and in that Texas atmosphere. Yes, that I remember not so much being with the, you know, AWA and uh, uh, world class because I mean, four, three. I got some of like the, you know, early NWA stuff, and then in the you know, the WWF, you know, right around the first WrestleMania and everything, and like the the Road Warriors. Oh man, when. When that actually got to see a live app uh, once, that you know what, Road Dog was so busy at the time, and you know once the Road Warriors music hit, I don't think I've ever been on my feet for a match from the moment they came out to the moment they went back. Ever, I was that in that moment because i was such a huge fan of theirs and that i'm just like oh my pop, God. that energy that excitement oh, yeah. that electricity mm-hmm. you were getting ready to see a couple of guys get beat down really bad mm-hmm. with power oh, yeah. and brutality and intensity mm-hmm. it was an awesome thing to yeah. see oh man yeah and you know I've been at a couple WWE shows where something, well, memorable definitely happens. The night that uh, Dean Ambrose destroyed Jericho's uh, light-up jacket a few Mm -hmm. years ago, I was at that one. And that night that I saw the Road Warriors, that was actually the night that Owen Hart beat uh, now The Rock, then Rocky Maivia for the Intercontinental title. So been been to a couple shows where, you know, some memorable stuff happened. Yeah, I remember. So I, I was fortunate as a, as a kid. Also, my dad's childhood friend uh, was a producer for Coliseum Home Video. So that was kind of my connection and allowed me to get some tickets to uh, WWF shows when they came to the Rosemont Horizon, now Allstate Arena. 
Uh, so like, I remember having like, I think it was my sixth grade or seventh grade. So it was my 11th or 12th birthday party, just me and like six or seven friends at the live event there. And my mom took us and we're cheering on Coco beware and doing the bird as he takes on Nikolai Volkov. And we're all flipping the bird back at at Nikolai and these old ladies in front of us, like turned back to my mom and, 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 and we're so ashamed. And and she was like, they have such potty mouths. And it was this whole thing. I, it was just fun, fun times. I mean, rest. Oh man. Oh yeah. Like you got kind of lucky there with the family member that also enjoyed it. I was kind of a lone wolf there in in my immediate family. I had some cousins that enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, like when I say my mom, like, I mean, once again, she wasn't this like waiting to watch every show. I'm going to watch every minute. She she liked to have it on in the background, watch it a little. She'd make fun of a couple of things while watching it. And then, of course, it was very supportive, but I, but I think my parents absolutely thought uh, both of my major interests in life growing up of, of wrestling and rap music were going to be phases. Uh, and, and here I am in my mid forties still involved in both. So, <laughs> yeah, no, my family was definitely the same way. I think they hoped that wrestling was just a phase and, even I, I love telling this story. I told it to a few people that at one point when I got back from the Navy, my parents had said, you really think you're going to meet anybody at those wrestling shows? And, you know, a couple of years later, one of my best friends that's a wrestler here in town had tried to convince me to go to this promotion for a while. And, you know, I'm like, you know what? They got a show on a day I already have off. I'll, I'll go. I hadn't been there more than like 30 minutes. And he's like, hey, I got somebody I want you to meet. And well, we just had our third anniversary earlier this month. Yeah, I'm in a similar situation. I met my wife on the online dating vibe and, and there was a picture on her profile of her at a wrestling show. It's what made me <laughs> message her up. And, and, and we are as well in the same situation. Third anniversary was June. <laughs> Nice. Well, congratulations on that. Um, so getting into some of the wrestling stuff you've been involved in, I, I mean, I remember I had to, you know, I do my homework for every episode and there was some stuff that was like looking back on it. I'm like, oh yeah, you were there like a uh, you know, wrestling society X. Yeah, I was heavily involved in that. I actually helped create that. My buddy, Kevin Kleinrock, and I was involved with the Big Vision crew for many years. And and we sat and came up with a lot of concepts, ideas. I actually did all the post-production on the DVD series as well. And and then the ring announcing and the hosting the uh, the WS Extra on, on mm. MTV.com. Yeah, I mean, it was, that was, that was a, big cool uh, week we all thought that was going to become a little bit bigger and maybe do a little bit more for our careers after that but the experience itself was phenomenal I mean I got to be a hype man for jibs for three six mafia uh for uh, do it for newfound glory good charlotte so so many a pitbull uh like Mm. like I got to do some really cool stuff and and, and, then I lost my voice 
doing the ring announcing because they wanted me to yell so much. And, and I was doing so much and so much strain because I, I really did work nonstop that week of that show uh, involved with everything. And I lost my voice. So they sent me down to this doctor on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills that does all like the American Idol kids for their voices. Yeah. And they end up giving me liquid adrenaline on my vocal cords and, mm. and a shot of cortisone in my ass. So like the cortisones for the anti-inflammatory bring the swelling down in the body overall. But obviously it's that liquid adrenaline on the vocal cords <laughs> that, that is pretty intense and revs you up and gets you going and, 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 and gives the vocal cords a little boost in strength. So I, I, I had to do that that night originally and then went back the next morning uh, to do it before the final day of tapings. But like, yeah wild stuff and, and like i said well, such great talent and you see it right now because it's kind of tyler you know mm-hmm. tyler black was you know. is Seth rollins so mm-hmm. we saw him come through there oh um, yeah pretty cool thing yeah i'm like i remember i i was watching pretty much every week when i saw that pop up and then it kind of unceremoniously just kind of went away yeah we got canceled after week four and this was when there was a lot of changes going on in the world uh pre-recession uh and this is when a lot of the corporations were like i think this was pre-lehman brothers crash or in that Mm. time frame and this is when a lot of the corporations were laying off a lot of big number employees where you would hear this company's laying off five thousand people this company's laying off fifteen thousand people and all these crazy numbers and mtv uh at that point actually got rid of their marketing department and the president or the executive who had greenlit wsx and was behind it was gone someone new came in and they just weren't behind the show and there was obviously the controversy that came up was about the fireball episode Uh, and it was and it was a lot more than that but 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 in the end like mtv had us Mm. do a fireball stunt that they then said we couldn't air so we did these effects Mm. and then through this got canceled and Mm. they 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 never actually aired on mtv the season finale that's always the craziest thing when they did the marathon they did one through nine never aired episode 10 yeah no i I remember i actually remember specifically watching the marathon of it and then i'm like oh cool See, that's why you got to buy the buy the DVDs because the the time bomb death match is amazing and the piranha match. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I remember watching both of those and pretty, pretty interesting stuff, you know, and it kind of had a similar feel with the at least the yeah i mean they definitely evolved the concept of what wsx was and just carried the ball forward another 10 20 and 30 yards or wherever it was until they scored the touchdown with their product yeah that they they had a good thing going there but then you hear the kind of controversies with the the uh, contracts. contracts and stuff that kind of got a little messy. Yeah, all that stuff's pretty crazy. But, and, then, uh, and then the fact that they just, I mean, a lot of money was spent to make it look as good as it did. So like, you you cannot deny yeah. how good that show looked. But, oh, yeah. but those episodes were costing hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's it's not necessarily sustainable in pulling mm-hmm. in the money yeah. to, to, to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Another... 
another promotion you were involved with, I kind of mentioned a little bit there in the intro, XPW, the original XPW, as I call it. You know, they, I was actually, I was a fan of the original product. And, you know, remember seeing you at GQ Money down there. And what were, what are some of your memories from back then? Man, I love XPW and my time at XPW. And like, that was wild. So I was about 23, 24 years old, uh, leaving Colorado and moving to the valley, to the San Fernando Valley uh, outside of Los Angeles. And I got to work with XPW, which was owned by an adult entertainment company. So I was just involved in craziness and outrageousness. And Rob Black, the boss, is this larger than life, over the top, charismatic, obnoxious, fun, wild character that you would never believe is a real human being. And he is. And I got to work with him and creatively we clicked and got to do a lot of crazy stuff. So you say, what are my favorite memories back then? Like raw sewage match. I mean, it comes Mm. down to that. Me and Angel. uh, Well, I should say it was me and my and my partner, my valet, Veronica Kane, a fellow Enterprise member. And we took on Angel and the boss's wife, Lizzie Borden, in this Mm. raw sewage match where the only way to win was to put your opponent through raw sewage or, you know, or if both opponents went through raw sewage. And in that match, Angel ends up sidewalk slamming me off a 30 foot tower. Uh, into a kiddie pool of raw sewage that was stacked on top of two tables on top of two tables. And it was this just majestic splash of grossness. Uh, and, and it was just amazing. I, I, I say it was like reverse hyperspeed because it was an outdoor yeah. venue. So like the mm. stars like going away, like, and you know, it only took like probably a second mm. on the yeah. free fall, but like mentally it feels like six, seven. And yeah. I always remember the point where me and Angel felt like maybe we missed the table and we were about to like crash, burn and die. And then no, boom, <laughs> there went the impact. And then the sewage <laughs> got up our like nose oh. and, gross and like puking in the back. And then it was just all like XBW had this feeling that you never knew if someone may get seriously hurt on the show. And that sounds crazy. And in today's day and age where safety is uh, uh, of the utmost importance and, and keeping your talent safe, healthy is, is really what it's all about. Back then, that danger brought just excitement and anticipation and suspense because you never knew what when how or why something would happen and that could mean someone getting lit on fire someone falling off of a ladder someone getting caught in barbed wire someone get like someone getting blown up so another favorite moment liberty or death where we where we we promoted and I, once again I don't think you could do this nowadays but we promoted <laughs> that there was a hidden landmine somewhere in the arena and at some oh. point someone could trigger it and detonate the landmine and during one match Lizzie Borden comes running in the ring for a save and she takes a step and boom and she takes, oh it was awesome I mean I just 
ridiculousness that we got to play with. I mean, XPW sets, we got to go, we went to a junkyard and put Mm. like some cars on the sets that we got to just destroy during the matches and, and all the different contraptions. And, and I wasn't a fan of deathmatch wrestling. It wasn't really my thing, but I gotta be honest when doing a couple, I mean, it's fun and interesting. Now, now I didn't go to the extremes again of today where I'm going to walk out of that match completely carved up, slaughtered, and, and respect to those who do it because, yeah. whoa, that's some it's intense. It's real. It's, there's nothing fake about it. But, like, for, for me, I was always into the big bumps and the extreme yeah. maneuvers and the high mm. spots in that sense. Yeah. And then, you know, they had to hit me with a couple of light bulb tubes. It was all right. I remember this one match. It was death match at the uh, King of the death match tournament, baptized in blood three. Uh, and I went for a springboard. So before this, I bought boots that weren't my normal wrestling shoes and stuff. Cause I was like, if I'm in the road, you know, we were at the Pico Rivera sports arena, which is a rodeo ring outside of Los Angeles. Uh, so it's a dirt, dirt ground and all this and yeah. all of the deathmatch contraptions and glass and and and, and thumbtacks and, and and blood and everything else that was going on i didn't want to use my normal stuff so i went and i bought some just crappy work boots to wrestle in for that show yeah. and during the match i go for a springboard and my shoe just slips out on the rope and i go down uh-huh. And the crowd gives the notorious UF'd up chanting at that point. And, wow. and they're chanting and Angel just kind of walks by me and he's like, I'm going to have to clean this up. And he grabs a bundle of light bulb tubes and just boom. And it's just like, whoa. So that was the first time I ever experienced light bulb tubes. And, and, and mm. I mean, it's no joke, man. Hold your breath, breathe out, blow, like once again all the people who do it I, i'm older now so like my my viewpoint yeah. is different and and i've moved on in in my sense of mm. of what i'm into but like back yeah. then it was balls to the wall and let, let's go for it <laughs> now i'm yeah, trepidatious got- sensitive and just looking for a good time of love peace and happiness <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know like like you mentioned i have all the respect in the world for those guys that like voluntarily go into that sort of thing. Like one of my favorites right now is actually uh, Alex. Cohen. I actually got interviewed him just uh, not all that long ago. And oh man, fun interview, loved it. I actually now own some money. Once I get my man cave set up, I'm getting a thing and they're front and center. Nice. So that, but uh, yeah, no, they XPW there had some crazy. I know right now they actually did a well, a, a rebirth, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're running again, they got a I, show actually going on this weekend. So, y- yes, and all with, 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 with all of the top women wrestlers in, in, in yes. independent wrestling today, this is wild and outrageous. This is how the world does crazy, wacky yeah. things. Because who would have ever thought that XPW would be promoting one of the top women's wrestling tournaments? And they are, and it's going to be available yes. for streaming on Fight. You can go see yes. it out live. It's, it, I'm sure it's gonna be a good show i got some friends in it uh, uh steph delander a formerly persia parada is gonna be in that uh sage sin is a west coast 
mainstay, uh, give it uh, relative of Supreme King of the Death mm. Match from 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 oh, yeah. XPW. Uh, Taya Valkyrie is involved in that. Diana mm. Perrazzo is involved. Yes. Lindsay Snow. Uh, I'm missing a few names, but like mm-hmm. you got some uh, uh, Camille from NWA. Like yeah. There's some big freaking names in that. I mean, I know. they're putting together a spectacle, and that's what Rob Black always did. He put together a spectacle. You know, I can I can give him that. And, you know, I mean, before I forget, Alex Colon is also on that show uh, facing Cyclope, I believe. Okay. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And, like I said, I, I can give – Rob Black that he knows how to put on a, a spectacle, even though um, XPW blocked me on Twitter. I'm blocked on Twitter too. <laughs> yeah, I Bo, it was just Bo like, Cooper oh, sent me a link to go look at something. I went to go look it up, and it's like you can't look at posts. You're blocked. I was like, sorry, sorry, I'm not doing the show. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just mentioned. One time that on their website, they hadn't uh, fixed the or reposted the switched date for that rebirth. Or no, it was the deathmatch tournament. And all of a sudden, it's like, oop, you're blocked. I'm like, oh, okay. Good times. Yeah, like, (laughs) and I mean, oops. You know what? Speaking of that, that I was kind of surprising getting blocked on there. Happy Corbin. I went to, I went to. Uh, so you're a controversial figure, Big Mo. You're getting blocked by everyone. I. How many know, more? How many more are you blocked by? I I have no idea. Oh no! I, what are you saying to everybody? What What are you doing? What I don't know. You know what? I, I like to say to my parents all the time, user error, eh, eh, user error. Like, what are you doing? You know, with, with him to this day, I still have no idea. I went to go tweet him a, a meme, and all of a sudden, I'm like, it's not letting me at him on here. So then I go and I look, and I'm like, well, shit. I'll put him over because I like him and worked with him and he was a great dude. But like <laughs> he's putting out some cool content right now, cooking and I and I'm a plant-based mm-hmm. eater, but he's putting out different smoked meats and barbecues and 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 various other things. He is a culinary connoisseur mm-hmm. and it is very cool to see what he's doing. And I'm willing to bet I'm gonna mark it and say it, and you're getting it on your show. We'll, we'll look back. He's gonna get a cooking show. He's gonna end up on Food Network. I bet you. You know, now that you mentioned that, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he'll get something. He's gonna get something. But yeah, that, that, no, that's we, my call right now. He, you, you he he's that good. He's got that personality. He, he he's got the skill set, and yeah. I think they'll come up with a concept. And and I I see yeah. that being something happening in his future. That, that would be pretty cool. It's like you, you mentioned Corbin, meeting. if it does have them pull me in as a producer, I'd love to be involved. Mm. I'll even maybe eat a little bit of meat. Maybe, maybe, you know, call when, me. when, when I release this episode, um, you oh, might we're have... not live. I thought we were live. No, I'm just oh, kidding. No. I'm just kidding. God, no. But when I release the episode, you you might have to quote tweet it and 
and at him because, well, obviously I can't. Um, <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. But you you mentioned me and being like air quotes controversial. Oh I no, mean, there's more controversy coming. Did I make a bad decision coming on this show, dude? Come on now. No, no, it, it's more of just a funny story. Um, people trying to tell me to like, well, watch my language or. Like one time my own mom told me on Facebook to watch my language. And then I went and found a YouTube video that was a song that was nothing but cuss words and posted it on Facebook. Oh, you're, you got that little rebel in you. A li- li- little bit. My mom told yeah. me I had spastic hands and bad posture. I tried to improve that. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah. No, it's funny with Happy Corbin because I've, me being a a veteran and hearing Randy Orton's uh, story and how he went into the Marines, but then he, all the controversy with him getting kind of kicked out. And I'm like, "Eh." because I remember, I think it was WWE at one point put him on a, veterans day thing and i'm like um he got and he got the type of one of the types of discharges that you can't actually consider yourself like for veterans benefits and i was i don't know yeah i it's it's one of those things that you know i've said that about him and he hadn't blocked me so it's like what the heck did I say to Happy Corbin? Uh, next block's coming. You know, oh, darn. I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I remember when I first heard about you getting on there at NXT. I'm like, oh, wait, I remember that guy. Um, what was what was it like there? Because I mean, it's significantly different there now since they kind of uh, switched it from Triple H's uh, 2.0. vision of it. Yeah, yeah. For, no, I mean for... it was it was awesome, man. I mean, I got I got to go in and be the first employee of the WWE Performance Center. Uh, and the interesting thing was I was supposed to go in the year earlier as talent and they pulled the deal on me. They rescinded the offer. I actually, stories available in places, but like my offer got pulled on me and I thought I had had my dream. It got taken away, but I just kept working hard. Uh, Canyon Seaman took over for the position of the guy who got fired, Mm. who was originally hiring me for the talent deal. And I kept pursuing him and showing him my skill set and my versatility and all the different things I was working on and, and week or month, you know, I just kept sending him different kinds of stuff to show what I was doing and capable of. And eventually it all panned out where they offered me a position to work behind the scenes. And I got to go in as Dusty's protege Mm. and spent my first two years at the PC under the learning tree of the American dream. And I mean, come on, man, I'm a wrestling (laughs) fan for life. And as I said, I watched NWA. So like, it wasn't just polka dot WWF for me. It was like, Mm. no, I was a fan of the dream. (laughs) And, and I got to learn Mm. and we built a, a rapport and a friendship and a mentorship. And like, 
it was just awesome. He, he, he was, he was the guiding force and, 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 and another controversial name, Bill DeMott, both those guys just made mm. my time coming in amazing and welcomed me and opened the doors and, and, and presented me with opportunities to meet people and learn from people and to do cool things. And it was absolutely some of the, yeah, it's funny. I look at all the phases of my life and there's hard times and there's little, and there's in-betweens that are real difficult, but I, I, I'm blessed and fortunate and humble enough to say that I'm grateful that I've had amazing times. Like those XPW years were incredible. And in, in, in the NXT years were incredible. I mean, eight and a half years working for the largest wrestling company in the world and creating yeah. what became the spark for what reignited like an interest in, 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 in creating the next level of professional wrestling. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no AEW if NXT didn't come along and do what mm -hmm. it did. And, and it created that yeah. high high production value mm -hmm. independent that still had mass appeal and mass being mm. still under a million people or at that million person threshold. But like it, it, it was, it was that catalyst. It was that spark that created what we're seeing yeah. now. And I got to be a part of it and I got to work with the talent and I got to help coach and guide and motivate and inspire and see yeah. them have success. And I like, it's, it's incredible, man. Oh yeah. No, that all amazing things. And, you know, getting to sit under the learning tree of somebody like the caliber at Dusty Rhodes. It's like, wow. Absolutely. And then just working with all the talent. I mean, I'm on my website at ryanismiley.com. Like I actually have some uh, little like blurbs from a bunch of talent and like, you know, what, 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 uh alexa bliss had to say about me what what uh blank on it becky lynch had to say hmm. about me uh uh the julius creed uh oh my goodness gracious <laughs> so uh, many names to remember legatos <laughs> like how am i forgetting my buddy's name and my mind is just completely gone into white space that i i, I can't put together anything right i just completely blanked conceptually <laughs> But like <laughs> that happens. Holy goodness. But yeah, no, like I remember watching some of those early NXT days that up until his un unfortunate Querno. Like I why can't I think of his WWE name? Oh my gosh. Dang, now so I'm pulling right a blank. Legados, cruiserweight, former cruiserweight champion. Like, Cruiserweight, no, now, oh now you got God. me thinking. Well, no, now I feel like the like he's he, he's gonna. Uh, this is this is gonna cause a lot of problems for me right now. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Are you effing kidding me? That you don't know my name?" And and oh my goodness, hey, you, you got me. You got me pulling a blank. Cruiserweight champ. Oh my, like, I just feel so stupid. Santos Escobar, duh. Oh, like, like, I couldn't get Santos out. I'm like, what's coming out of my mouth? Because everything I wanted to say, I'm like, why is it not coming out right? Edit this. No, I'm just kidding. But wow, I just feel like a doofus. 
I've, I've been there more times than I can. I'm not even going to correct it by like using his real name. Here's the kicker on like a, on an internal, like not only do I know his real name, I know like his internal account password for like our content management system. Cause I used to manage that like at the performance center. I know usernames, but like I couldn't <laughs> Santos Escobar, like what the, Oh my God. Oh, that is funny. It's not, it's embarrassing. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> it's funny, funny, it's funny, funny it's hearing funny. it. It's but funny. I can, I can... <laughs> I'm a doof. <laughs> but, um, I was, you know, you brought up Dusty there. I wouldn't mind hearing a Dusty story or two. I mean, it's tough. So I got a terrible memory. We talk about it on the Oh, You Didn't Know podcast all the time. Brian brings up the uh, chair shots and bong resin. I'm in a I'm in a similar category of uh, uh, high uh, big bumps and bong resin. Uh, Specific stories. I mean, it's really the presence. So 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 Mm. the day that Dusty gave me like there was there was a day that our relationship changed. Here, here's the things I always go to the go-to story and I've been doing a few interviews, yeah. so I don't want to give you the same story I've been telling yeah. everyone else, but like there's this day that, that our relationship changed where I had, I had gotten a little bit uh, bold and controversial me and a talent. Uh, I, I could say me, me and juice Robinson, CJ Parker at the mm. time put together a little personality profile. That was a mockumentary of the movie mm. blackfish. And we aired this or viewed this at a promo class that was being observed by ESPN. Oh, and a lot of people thought it was bad taste and bad judgment to do that with with outside media involved in there. And it caused a little bit of a of a quarrel, so to speak, or a little, mm. like, nothing public, like all just, you know, the behind the scenes and a little bit of, yeah, uh, of, of, I'll use the term excitement. And the next day I was at my desk and Dusty kind of walks in and just has his book and he just slides it on my desk and he's like, this is for you. And he just slides it in and inscripted. It was just like Ryan Katz, my main man. I like all this beautiful inscription that he did to me. And that was just his moment of like, you're a rebel, dude. Like you're part of my club. Like I I could see that. Like most people, I got to be honest, that walk into WWE, like there's a bit of walking on eggshells, whether you're there for a while or just getting in there. It's hard to be comfortable. And yeah. I I'm a firm believer of, of being myself and I have a bold personality and I was hired for bold ideas. So sometimes that means you push the boundaries and I gotta be honest. I don't think there was anything controversial about the product. I stand to it this day. I actually watched it recently and, and I think it still stands the test of time is incredible. But that's one of the things that I got to do with the PC is make all these cool pieces that nobody ever saw that were all for these internal purposes. But like, got to do some cool, incredible things. And this piece was amazing. And at that point, me and Dusty just formed that bond. And like I said, so another favorite thing is all the other coaches, like when putting together live events, so be it a Terry Taylor, be it a Bill DeMott, be it whoever, when discussing putting together shows and when they were booking the matches for the Florida Loop shows, Dusty would always throw the comment at them like, book it ain't easy, kid, book it ain't easy. But then when me and Dusty would be sitting in our office, he'd always just be like, or sitting in his office, he'd always just be like, 
you know, Ryan Katz, I wish you were around with my day because we'd just be booking the territories and selling tickets and making money. And like, he would just always put me over. So everything you'd always say to people about booking ain't easy and all these ne- like hard, tough things. He'd always talk to me like how easy it was for me and him to do these things. And like, it just came to us yeah. naturally. And, 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 and that's what it is. He really showed me so much respect and, and, and praise and admiration. And then the comment in the line was always Ryan Katz, I am not your boss. I am your coworker, but I'm not just your coworker because I'm your friend. And and it really did feel that way. I mean, he'd be, he, he, I, I, I would say like a grandfather, but like he was like a father in the sense of just because of age, he's the same age as my parents, but like, <laughs> yeah, like it was just that grandfatherly feel like he, he, he passed on wisdom and warmth and charm yeah. and a magnetic personality that just sucked you in. And he was just this incredible, incredible storyteller and he would always talk about ryan katz and he would tell everybody not just ryan katz and he always said he'd always call me ryan katz always my full name so ryan katz you just gotta know that never let the truth get in the way of a good story and like just those little things that it was about telling that tale and and weaving the the the, the little ride taking people on a journey and and he did it with just just graceful energy No, he's... but then you could piss him off too. Like you could piss him <laughs> off, and he can get mad. That guy can get mad and turn on you. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he definitely seemed like one I wouldn't want to be on that bad side. So I mean, I've repeated this everywhere, but it is a classic me and Dusty story that when we first started. Uh, I was asked by Canyon, my boss, to move a piece of furniture. Dusty moved a piece of furniture that was in a front office. He moved it into his office. Canyon didn't like it. Things needed to be set up a certain way. So he asked me to move it back. So I go to move it back the next morning. As I'm carrying the desk, (laughs) Dusty walks in the door. And oh, man, who the hell does this guy think he is? He's been here for four minutes. I've been here for 40 years. Who is this Ryan Katz? Who the F does he think he is? And it must have been for probably 45 minutes just doing laps around the building. This guy, four minutes, 40 years experience, thinks he can come in here, doesn't know who I am. And it was, I went home, thought I was going to be fired, thought I was done. And like I said, the work, the relationship got built. The trust was was was, was built, and it was incredible. Nice. You know, going on to the the next step of the career of Ryan Katz. <laughs> you know this this podcast you're doing with Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know? No. Like that. I swear, one of the podcasts I am following very closely and i mean not just because i practically have his whole uh, ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children only I, I have that whole thing memorized yeah yeah but uh man you you guys have had some good episodes like one of my right now is the uh, mount rushmore tag team wrestling episode 
I mean, it starts oh, with just a breakdown of, of tag team wrestling. And if you're a fan of tag team wrestling, it just gets into the psychology of what it's all about. And Dog does an excellent job breaking it all down for everyone. And then we get into the teams and, and Mount Rushmore's yeah. of different decades and eras. And then finally, at the end, we do the grand scale final Rushmore. But based off the criteria of what the original Mount Rushmore was built on. So so being a founder and the expansion of the country and the preservation of the country and growth and all these different criteria. So yeah. some of the names picked weren't necessarily what people would expect, because once again, it's not just the best tag teams. It's the Mount Rushmore yeah. of for particular reasons. So there were some what I would say controversial in the sense of you wouldn't expect a road dog to throw names like the revival and the young bucks out there. But those names came out there. I, I mean, and as, with those guys, as far as like current crop, I mean, it, it's hard to argue against those guys being included. I mean, they are there. Well, I, I the think when people make Ring argue, of Honor. Yeah, yeah. I think when oh, people make argument. No, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm interrupted. We got, we got a little bad connection. So, was, oh. Oh. yeah. I, I was just saying, I, I think when people make the arguments, they they don't want to include current a lot of times and it just has to be the nostalgia and the legacy and the history and there is more to it than that and we were trying yeah. to take a different approach and and that's i think what our podcast does is take a different approach to podcasting in that we're trying to be a little bit more entertaining where let's say a lot yeah. of the wrestling podcasts are very statistical and 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 interesting and entertaining but a little bit more dry a little bit more slow yeah. a little bit more methodical and meticulous we're a little yeah. bit more wild rambunctious energetic <laughs> yeah. outrageous and that's because both of our personalities are that and i know yeah. there is a subset of, of of the conrad listener base you know the conrad podcast mm -hmm. listener base that, that yeah. thinks i'm a little too over the top in my role but <laughs> hey we're only like a dozen episodes in and i'm getting better and better baby i age like wine oh, and yeah. i'm just gonna keep tasting sweeter <laughs> yeah no you guys are doing great and i mean it's a kind of the same thing with with my show i you know i, I started off it was a little rough and you know i feel like i'm kind of picking up my finding my rhythm and you know you gotta get I, reps you gotta get in that oh, yeah. zone you gotta get that feel you mm -hmm. gotta you set it that rhythm you get that cadence you're a military guy keep that cadence keep that count yeah. and you're moving in the right direction mm -hmm. at that point yeah yep no and i you know i've been getting some pretty good feedback and you know i take the constructive feedback and you know i've always wanted to keep the show just kind of like you're shooting the shit with a friend you know i have my bullet points that you know i try to you know in case i trail off and i'm like oh yeah no i was wanting to talk about that but and then i can go get back on track yeah tangents but, you know, are good as long as you can bring it back oh yeah no and that that's the way I try to keep it. And, you know, I've, I've been lucky. I've got to interview some great people. I actually just confirmed today a second interview with the, the SATs, the Spanish mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were my first ever one I did over Zoom. And 
I, I feel like are they not the originators of the Spanish fly? Am I wrong? Yes, <laughs> the, the originators of it, man. When yeah, that I, was so, the, so that's going back to the XPW Ring of Honor and in West Coast and East yeah. Coast Wars of two thousand two and three, mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, no, and I mean I remember, I think it was. I retweeted something on another favorite of mine that I hope to get on at some point. B boy. I West coast baby. Oh, he was one of my favorites when I was stationed down in San Diego, man. Absolutely. No. Yes. And I, I (laughs) he always had cool theme music and everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he had the package right from the beginning. Before everyone else had custom music, he was rocking custom. I I feel like he was rocking custom music back in like two thousand three and four. I think he 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 was, and like I just I loved his intensity, and I retweeted something on him, uh, a tweet of his about wanting to get booked anywhere and everywhere, and then they ended up liking it, and I was like, dude, I remember those guys, and then I'm like. Yeah, and he's running a wrestling school out in San Diego right now. Level Up Pro Wrestling out of San Diego. Uh, Put together uh, uh, Idris Inofe uh, Mm. on NXT, trained by B-Boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's doing pretty good things out there. And, you know, SoCal, it's like, I kind of, I call it like pretty much the mecca of independent pro wrestling because, I mean, there is so much out there and like so much of the, you know, you consider the big time independent wrestling, a big chunk of it is there. Yeah. No, I, I mean, absolutely. The, the, the truth, the, a lot of big regions. I mean, right now it's funny down here in Florida where I'm at a huge, huge area, obviously mm-hmm. East coast, Philadelphia, huge areas, but yeah, I mean, up and down the coast, North, North Cal to SoCal. I mean, there, there's a lot of good mm-hmm. federations up and down that coast. And you talk about San Diego and, and there's more and more that seem to be popping up every, uh, and I don't mean that like, you know, everything's popping up everywhere, but it seems to be yeah. there's some cool shows with cool productions popping up pretty regularly oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, and I mean, GCW is even getting out there to Cali a handful of times. And, yep. you know, B-Boy is involved with uh, every time they're out there. Yeah. And I remember first time I saw him after he came back from that injury of his and saw him on a GCW show, I I popped big time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I have two categories that i like to kind of round off the show with and speaking of one of the first people in this speed round that i like to do where i name off some people you give me your your first thoughts on them one of the people kind of tied to you in a little way there with xpw and he also runs a pretty successful uh, wrestling school down there in California. Uh, Joey Munoz or Chaos? Yeah, the rock superstar. Yeah, where, where are you some of your thoughts on him? Like, I got to meet Ma- him a couple times. Mouth of the West, simply the best. We had a run that I, I feel like we should have gone further, and there was some behind-the-scenes stuff that happened to us when we left XPW and moved to Nashville. We had a big fallout uh then we said we didn't speak for a couple years and then we we reconciled at wsx and and have been 
friends ever since. And, and chaos is training awesome wrestlers and living the yeah. dream. And as he always says, keeping the dream alive of dynamite D uh, he, one of his trainers and mm. one of the XPW originals uh, and, yeah. and, and opened up Santino brothers in his honor and in his tribute. And he has mm. done a great job of keeping the legacy of dynamite D alive and, yes. and creating some of, of the West coast best wrestlers who are now, you know, infiltrating the rest of the country and world. And we're seeing Santino brothers wrestlers now on some of those bigger federations and promotions and, 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 and high elite caliber companies. So it's incredible. I have nothing but respect for chaos. I think we both offered each other something that was magical in the prime of our careers. He needed a mouthpiece that helped give him confidence that helped package him with that yeah. little extra something that was the crutch he could lean on when he was trying to push his boundaries of skill sets when it came to talking and promoting himself on the mic and if he ever felt like he was slipping or falling I was there to save him and, and in the same thing I can't be a good mouthpiece in this charismatic personality if there's no one to promote and it just worked we had this image and and, and with Veronica like it was incredible the enterprise was something and it's a shame that XPW ended the way it did and that yeah. there was a lot of fallouts and, 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 and things that happened of, of us no longer being friends. But in the end, as I said, reconciled for many, many, many years now. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and dude, that dude and his wife, uh, Sylvia Jezebel, uh, incredible. I mean, th they worked so hard mm -hmm. to help so many people live and fulfill their dreams. Oh, yeah. No, they are doing amazing things down there. I remember, I mean, I think, I don't know if it had just recently got started when I first got down to San Diego, but I remember what my second ever independent show was in downtown San Diego and chaos was one of the people in one of the featured matches and i'm like i remember hearing about him from the xpw days and i'm like holy crap i have to be there so so at one point when i was running my wrestling school out there uh the fit pit, uh, fit pit pro wrestling school uh make me pro wrestler people knew of, of, of the fallout that me and Cass had had. So we built a rivalry between our schools and did an invasion where they came and invaded one of our shows and kicked our ass. It was, it, it was, it was pretty sweet. Cause it was, it was very Cobra Kai because Santino brothers yeah. was the Cobra Kai of West coast pro wrestling schools. They were the take no mercy, take no prisoners, beat you down. Wrestling is real. You're going to get punished crew. And, and, and once again, Joe, we did a great job of marketing this image of what it was and it created discipline and and it, it, it just created this energy that that made it what it is now and it's an incredibly credible school that i would send anyone and everyone to if they were in that area and wanted to go learn to wrestle oh totally could not agree with you more next person on the list Guy you're very close with right now, Road Dog. 
Road Dog, man, the D-O-double-G is a creative mastermind. Uh, and it's incredible to work with him because he always has positive energy. It's crazy. Mm. He, 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 he exudes positivity and, and he can do that in some outrageous and even obnoxious mm. ways. And even <laughs> if he's angry and he's coming at you with like wanting something different. So going back to like an NXT or trying to get something out of a talent, performance, cameraman, whatever, whatever it may be, there may be something, but yeah. it's still backed with this positive energy. Like, it, it, yeah. No, that that's one thing I've definitely noticed with the episodes of the podcast so far. He definitely has that positive and energy. It, and then he's fun. And like I said, creative, yeah. like the dude's got a good mind and you want to talk about what he's really good at. It, and that's what you don't see. It's that stuff behind the scenes where he's putting together entrances or spots of finding camera angles and having different ways to make the cuts. Like an incredible. It's, it, oh, it's yeah. cool to watch him do his thing. Yeah. And I remember when I first started the show, I kind of tweeted at him. And I'm like, uh, it would be a dream to have road dog on. And, you know, he, it, it was right. I think right after uh, he left WWE and he's just like a patience, young grasshopper. <laughs> so I don't know who, who knows one of these days we'll, get him on here yeah ho hopefully hopefully yep. you can make it happen yep i'm i'm putting it out in the universe yes manifesting it it will happen um <laughs> next one another uh xpw tie here chris claus whoa Chris Kloss is great, man. Like <laughs> what a personality and what a talent. Like you talk about that last XPW show. I, I guess it went like seven and a half hours long. Uh, and Chris Kloss did the play-by-play -play one man show for seven and a half hours on fight TV. And I heard did an incredible <laughs> job. So Man, nothing but respect for him as well. Wrestling Society X, XPW. He commentates, uh, I believe, for other sports. I also believe, and I don't know if he's still doing, he was doing an auction. Uh, he was an auctioneer at one point as well. Hmm. Chris Kloss is the man. Yeah, no, and, you know, I got to give him all the respect in the world. I, you know what, I think I still have yet to actually finish that deathmatch tournament show, but <laughs> holy crap, for a guy to do that, one with man show ener with energy and I, i'm assuming his energy never dipped his voice probably strained but his energy never dipped you know what it from what i remember yeah i i completely agree yeah it he kept that energy going and i'm like good lord more all the respect in the world to him for that <laughs> but um let's see here one final one i want to ooh, i got a couple people here supreme supreme the king of the death match intimidating so i was always scared of supreme i thought he was gonna beat my ass all the time and there's actually a scene there uh there there was a an episode of xpw tv post the fire so like 
I lit Supreme on fire, like, and and seventy percent of his body got like crazy burns, and 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 it was what we would call probably stunk gone bad because the group mm-hmm. picked up the wrong kind of lighter fluid for it. But oh. afterwards, I always felt like, oh man, there's gonna be some reciprocation or a receipt, <laughs> as they like to say in our biz. Yeah. And there's a skit when. I had retired. So, so, so GQ money had his head shaved. So white trash, Johnny Webb passed me out in a title match and they shaved my head. I was so embarrassed and humiliated that my head was shaved that I retired from professional wrestling. And I opened up a balloon flower shop called GQ balloons. So in one of the skits, when I'm in the offices of GQ balloons, I'm getting ready to close the shop and leave and in through my office door comes Supreme. And you'll see a moment in this skit where he just punches me in the face and I go down and then he beals me across the room and just an office with you know a floor with no 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 padded carpet like you know just like that yeah. rough you know office yeah. just just i get beeled across a room 10 feet <laughs> i take a punch to the face like supreme man I mean, he was great he was always gracious nice friendly giving like an incredible person his legacy lives on and it and it's being carried on today once again through chaos and santino brothers through mm-hmm. xpw through the king of the death match all praise all respect oh definitely i i've always heard plenty of great things about him and like he out of the original xpw uh, he he was definitely a favorite of mine mm-hmm. um next I have some random questions, some wrestling related, some not. And, you know, you answer how you see fit. Any hobbies? Uh, I am a magic enthusiast and I like computers a lot. So I spend a lot of time with my work also, but making graphics, animations and all of that sort of thing. So content creation, music videos. So I don't know if you call it how rap music becomes a hobby. I'm trying, I've been creating a lot of music in the last six months. So definitely a hobby of mine. Okay. That's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm slowly getting into the content creation and getting like the, the better uh, intros and stuff so you know i'm not near you know i'm a one-man crew you know i'm you know the one putting everything out there everywhere i always i always put over the website videocopilot.net Andrew Kramer is this guy. And, and, and it's so funny because now after being in WWE for so long, I don't even know if it's current, like in the sense of, I don't know. So, yeah. so this dude created a site, however many years ago, at least 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it was, where he started doing tutorials, teaching people how to do special effects in after effects, like film style tutorials, but he was also really witty and fun. So these tutorials aren't dry and boring and procedural. They're really fun to listen to watch and do. And the content and the things that you're creating are really cool things. And in the end, he actually has become one of like the top visual effects artist in in Hollywood and has been involved on major motion pictures since creates plugins and all of that but as I said there may not be anything current in the last however many years but there are over a hundred tutorials for free of how to create the coolest things like you want it to look like worms or crawling under your skin you want to have get struck by lightning you want to like 
have building destructions. You want to have neon light trails go around. Like, he teaches you how to do everything and it's for yes. free in an entertaining way. So like talk about like building your skill set. If you have time and you want to build your skill set for that, it's a resource I recommend. I get nothing out oh, of it yeah. except just that dude put out a hundred something tutorials that are probably the best thing ever and help me get the jobs mm. that I have. So <laughs> I, I might, I might have to look into that. Um, next question best part about being a agent or trainer uh working with really cool people so one of the things that i loved most in my role at the performance center of teaching promos and coaching people in that sense was i got to work with a lot of the international talent that came in mm -hmm. with english as a second language so a professional wrestling and what we were doing was foreign to them B the language that we were teaching mm -hmm. them was foreign to them. Mm -hmm. So I had to find ways to connect through energy, through body language, whether it's through, through writing, through simplifying, through feedback of mm -hmm. realizing I can't talk like I normally do. Obviously I'm a yeah. mile a minute talker and I had to simplify and slow down and go sentence by sentence and make yeah. sure there was a connection, but working with incredible people, that's the mm -hmm. best thing about doing the producing and coaching, especially at the level that I got to do it where yeah. I'm working with the best talent in the world and they were yeah. the best of the best at wherever it was they came from, whether it was wrestling or not, but they were incredible yeah. people and made some great friendships, relationships, and, and, and I cherish them all. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, I guess kind of tying into the next question there about working with cool people, who were uh, two or two of your favorites that you got to work with? Rusev and Lana. Uh, that, that was like, Lana was my pet project. So like I met Lana before both. So we met before we were both officially hired. Uh, we both kind of had tryouts together. I was on an extended tryout in my producer Camry kind of role. And Lana was doing an untelevised diva search at the time that was taking place in California. So we worked together and when we weren't immediately hired, we, we, we continued, you know, so after that month was gone, we did a couple little quick little meetups and, and worked on some content and helped with some stuff. And then she got hired. So we talked, it was always my intent to do what I could to help her get through that system as fast as we can take someone who had zero wrestling experience and get them through the performance center and up to that main roster as fast as possible. And it happened in about six yeah. months, but I remember the first week I met her, uh, we, she, she was on, I think it was a step machine at the volleyball court where we were doing this tryout. She was doing some cardio, like just warming up. And I said to her, you're going to end up being Ivan Drago's wife and we'll find you a Drago. And it's what ended up happening and what we created. Yeah. And it was by design on my part. And then like she fell in love with Rusev, which was even yeah. more incredible. And I got to go to that wedding in Malibu and, nice. and, and you talk about the connection. So like, then there's Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10, got to spend mm. a lot of time working with him, creating that perfect 10 character. And as time went on, I also spent a lot of time with the Iconics, uh, working with mm. them on promos and, and, and what they did and writing a lot of stuff with yeah. them to the point that I actually ended up officiating their uh, wedding, which was, was out there in, in, the, uh, uh, in Malibu as well, actually. Okay. And nice. an incredible thing. So like, I, I can keep going with, with names, yeah. 
Veer Mahan, Rinku Singh, what a tremendous individual. Omos, like mm. yeah, I have a painting over my bed that Omos made for me. Like, like, you know, oh. that made for me and my wife. You know, he, he's got other talents and skills as well. Like yeah. there's a connection with so many. Team China, ready, Zia Lee, mm. my ultimate favorite, one of my all-time favorites. I, I Zaya had to had a couple of dogs. Those dogs had some babies, had some puppies. I got one of those puppies, so I'm forever connected to Zaya Lee with my little puppy Tallulah. Uh, I think she's an incredible talent, full of charisma and drama, and and she is just warm and passionate and and amazing in every single way. Worked so so hard and had so much skill. Like she she's incredible i mean i could keep going like the people that get released from team china rocky and mars and 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 there's just so many man yeah. i mean that that was the greatest thing was getting to work with awesome people that is awesome I and mean, you named some really great talent there becky lynch alexa oh. bliss Charlotte, mm-hmm. I mean, Charlotte gives me special thanks in the in the opening pages of her book with her father that was released like in 2014 or 15, whatever year it was. Like, how incredible is that? Like, that's amazing. Like, yeah, all, all of all of these. Oh, man. I mean, Carmela, Corey. So Grant. many to mention. I, it's all of the authors. of. I mean, I'm just fans mm. of all of them. I mean, Adrian Neville was one of my favorites mm. as a talent, like huge fist so now and i'm gonna keep going sammy zane what an incredible <laughs> talent like a talent a personality a person like w- w- remarkable remarkable getting to work with so many people from all around the world like blessed and fortunate and it and it enriches me to grow as a person to learn from so many people from different cultures yeah. from different values from different viewpoints it, it, it's it's what it's all about that is awesome. Um, last question of this round. Favorite thing to do on your day off? I'm a, I'm a lounger, man. I like to lay and watch TV and, and just lounge and, and just binge watch some some television. And it could probably be some HGTV or Food Network a lot of the times. But I also go do agility <laughs> training with my dog. So we run agility <laughs> courses and and we're, we're hitting that point where maybe we go into some competition here this next year, but I don't know. It's a little bit like indie wrestling where you see it at the high level on TV and it's really fun and cool and exciting, but driving three hours to go to a random park where 13 spectators are cheering on my dog doing some tricks for a ribbon that I'm paying a $25 entrance fee for. I don't know if it's really worth it or not, but my dog's really good at it. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, when you have a day off, there's nothing like just getting to lounge around and relax and watch some of your favorite programs. Yeah, I mean, nothing I'm, like it. I'm 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 a Guy Fieri guy and Bobby Flay guy. So. Oh. 
I yep. like and Michael Simon. I I like me some cooking shows. It's funny because once again, I'm I'm, I'm plant based and don't eat meat, but I'm, but I watch it all day long, getting cooked, prepared, and ready, <laughs> and just learning cooking techniques and how to do stuff, and just know that if I'm ever in a situation, it's like I got you. We'll whip up something. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No. All all great programs. I know. Uh... Guy Fury, there, his diners, drive-ins, and dives is one of my favorites. Absolutely. Used to whoop both AEW and NXT's butts in the ratings. Like, guys' grocery games, too. Big guys' grocery oh, yes. games, man. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the ripoff of Supermarket Sweep. Obviously, Supermarket <laughs> Sweep got rebooted in these last couple of years on ABC. But, like, Guy really took it to the to the next level and the evolution of what that show was meant to be in, oh. in, in a really good way. Oh, yeah, totally. Guy, if you're a wrestling fan, come on to the Road Dog Show. Let's do it. Oh, you didn't know. Come on. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, no, that that needs to happen. Anyways, um, that is about all I have. But I told you I practically had that, that, oh, you didn't know thing memorized. So, you know what? Why why don't I before... I have you plug uh, your social medias and stuff. I'll go ahead and just do it. Go for it, man. All, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you, it's WWF, taking chance of the world, the roadblock, Jesse James, the badass Billy Gunn, the new age outlaw. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And if you're not down with that, we got two words. Subscribe now. Words for you. (laughs) Yes. Very nice. Very nice. But uh, like I said, that is about all I have. Cool, Um, man. Where where can people find you so they can, you know, obviously go check out oh you didn't know yeah a couple different websites so grab your pen and paper at least put your memory bank in order right now because Mm. i'd send you to ryanissmiley.com that's where you can find out all the information about me and where everything else is ryanissmiley.com r-y-a-n-i-s-s-m-i-l-e-y.com you can also check out everything about that podcast that's oh you didn't know with road dog brian j that's right hall of famer road dog and i have a podcast and we break down his career each and every week you can find out more and subscribe by going to RoadDogLinks.com. that'll take you everywhere that'll take you to the apple subscription if you want to listen on apple Podcasts. that'll take you to spotify if that's your favorite platform it'll take you to youtube if you'd rather watch us instead of listen not to mention the links to the social media profiles pro wrestling tees stores and our sponsors because i gotta put them over bluechew.com promo code dog if you need a little bit of help in the bedroom with some ed pills don't be ashamed head to bluechew.com use promo code dog and they'll take care of you with the free trial just pay for shipping and handling i'm also going to put over chillysleep.com slash dog because this is a new product that i've been sleeping with for the last two weeks and it cools your bed uh keeping it at a low temperature and it gives you more restful sleep your body temperature goes down you stay more calm i i I gotta be honest i've been having incredible sleep these last two weeks and, and i'm singing the company's praises 
Otherwise, man, the final link I'll share how to be a pro wrestler.com. If you're looking to break into the business, I wrote an ebook and it's a quick read and resource guide. It's only five bucks. That's how cheap it is. Or I should say that's how great of a value it is. And it'll help you learn what you need to know for you to break into the uh, wrestling business. We're talking a directory of wrestling schools for states all around the country. We're talking about how you should be preparing once you enroll in wrestling school. Once you're there, how do you separate yourself and stand out from the pack? All of these things and all of this knowledge can be yours if you check out how to be a pro wrestler.com and download the ebook you don't want to download it there because you're an amazon person look it up on amazon too it's available for kindle directly through the kindle store that's all my plugs that's all my shills that's the thrill man because we rocking it we letting people know we educating and i'll tell you i I said i was done but i'm not done yet because we're entering into a cool cat summer so if you want to pick up the tank top available in pink available in blue we're getting electric we're getting eclectic and we're getting spastic and bombastic with the cool cat summer so jump on board head to ryan is smiley.com and pick up the tank top Mm. Mm. yes and plug in machine oh yes that you are and you know what one thing we don't want to forget about one of those sponsors blue chew ships to your home in discreet packaging because lord knows you don't want people looking at your porch and being like, Hey, I see your boner pills are here again. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, it's a great service they're offering. (laughs) (laughs) Take care of yourself. Go check it out. Road dog links. You can find out all the places support our sponsors, please. They're supporting us. Absolutely. All links will be posted in the description on the YouTube version of this. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me today because Lord knows you you and you and road dog pretty busy people yeah i mean we're, we're trying to do some things we're on the hustle i got some projects i'm working on like i said putting on uh putting together a bunch of music that i'm gonna try to release this summer not to mention other things going on so it, it's exciting and it's fun to get the word out and hopefully people are enjoying the podcast and if you are please spread the word share the link, help us get it out there and grow because we're just getting started. We're just getting warmed up and we want to be there to entertain you in the long term. Definitely. I fully support the podcast. And every time I I listen every week. I appreciate it. We appreciate the support. Yes. And like I said, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. That is about it. Hopefully, uh, you have a good, good weekend. You too. All right, you.